Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. And we've got an addition this morning. Our Melbourne Mavericks inaugural coach has joined us in the studio. Her name is Tracy Neville. And has she put the wisp back in his box already this morning? G'day, Trace. <laughs> G'day. G'day. <laughs> G'day, mate. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome on Melbourne Mavericks membership week. How's it all going? Yeah, it's going really well. Um, the girls are back in training since January. Um, on court, we've had a couple of practice matches, which I felt, you know, I didn't expect them to be where they were at, but um, they really attacked it and they did some great stuff. So a lot of stuff, real positive stuff going forward into what is our pre-season building into the season. I feel a disadvantage here because you actually spent some time with Tracy at a we've luncheon met. recently. Is that right? Dinner. A warm embrace when she came in this morning. I got a <laughs> were very. You not, were you not invited? No. No, I wasn't invited. No. Oh, he's not, not that, at all. He's not very oh. social, Tracy. Botswana Butcher is the place to go. <laughs> Botswana Butcher. <laughs> I'll tell you what, she's fitting right here at SEN. Don't worry Pri- about that. Private dining, by the way, too. <laughs> you're, right at, you're, you're right at home here in Melbourne already, aren't you? Oh, no, everywhere. You know, just take me to the best spots, and that's where I've been. I've been rocking myself since. Yeah, all we want to know is... <laughs> this coaching job, you know? <laughs> well, your history is unbelievable. You represented Read England 81 times during your playing career and you've been coaching since 2011. Yeah. 81 English I caps. What posse? I, I actually think to myself, though, I'm actually a better coach than I was a player. When I when I see my shooters shoot now, I think, oh, I probably would have missed a few. <laughs> when you see your what? When I see some of my shooters shooting oh. now, I think, oh, I probably would have missed Were a few. Were you a goalie? Yeah, I was a very small goalie. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say you're that. not that tall for a goalie, are you? you must no. have been nimble. You must have been quick. I was speed, off, Zippy. speed off the mark. <laughs> and agile. You don't get thunder thighs like without having speed. That's a cute speed. Tim's got thunder thighs. <laughs> why did Why did you want to go into coaching? Then was it just a natural progression? No, it wasn't. Um, I actually didn't want to get into coaching. I thought I needed a bit of time out, and I think it's because um, the playing career took so much of my time. Yeah. That you sometimes you just want to break, but. It felt like the natural path. So when I was younger, I had a coach who made me do all my coaching badges and it used to like pay a few bills yeah. and um, and all that. So, and then when I got out of it, um, I started to coach an under 19, like just club team. And I took them to the national final for the first time. Then I started to take another national um, under 19 team and we, we were quite successful. And I thought, oh, I, I quite enjoy this. I quite enjoy the on, on the spot coaching, but I also liked the high performance and I liked technically to being able to improve a player as well so and then obviously then started to get my roles within coaching and it sort of just progressed from there and it feels like I just seem to sort of hiccup into my next job Um it's not like I apply or go out and he- um, hunt at the job it's just like a conversation um, seems to go into my my next step in my future and 
it just feels that that's the way it's always happened. And even this job, um, you know, it was a a conversation. It was a text message from the the big boss here, and that that conversation progressed. And before you knew it, I'm living spending. <laughs> My, my life in Melbourne. <laughs> Me well, and my family to the other side of the world. Well, well coaching is teaching and teaching is communication. You, I, I can already tell you're a great communicator. Do you think? Where does that come from? Um, well, have you ever met Gary? <laughs> I saw sure? him on the docker, the Beckham yeah. docker. He, he looks like a great communicator too. Yeah, I, I think we've always been very um, chatty, very social. I think my dad was... The social king Neville. of yeah Neville 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 Neville, Neville yeah um, <laughs> he was the social king of Bury um, where we used to live um, you know he he taught us some great values he was very he was very well known not only because of his name but also because of the impact that he had on um, football back in the UK you know he. He, I'm going to jump in. Did you set this up properly? Like, uh, this is the Neville family. No, no. I just had an expectation that po- well, most people would know who the Neville family wouldn't. were. So Tracy's father's Neville Neville, but brothers Gary and Phil, but Gary, more famous than Phil, was it? Uh, <laughs> oh, be would, careful. Be, be he careful. wouldn't be listening, would he? Gary, Gary sort of moved into more of your era now, hasn't he? Mm. Like that, the bad side, the dark side yep. that you tend to avoid yes. as an athlete. That's right. <laughs> he's, 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 he's the Kane Corns of English radio yeah, <laughs> exactly. television. And Neville is Tracy's twin brother. Phil. Sorry, Phil. Sorry, Neville. Phil. No, Neville's a dad, you pig. No, no, I, no, sorry. I got that wrong. Uh, Tracy, Phil look is Tracy's twin brother, yes. Yeah, Phil's, yeah. so Phil's currently taking the head coach of the Portland yes. Timbers out in America. Right. Gary, oh, he's doing everything at the moment. He's doing everything. Dragon's Den, which is like your Sharks Den out here. He's doing commentary. He's, he's, yeah, he's running a lot of stuff at the moment. Is he doing he's, the Dragon's Den? Yeah, so he's um, he was a guest. He's just done a guest appearance on Dragons Den, right. so that was quite huge for him. Oh, yeah. um, Massive show. Yeah, and I, I think um, Steve, um, the sea, you know, the Diaries of the Sea. I think he's coming out to Australia soon ah. in April. So yeah, who he did it with? So yeah, he's he's moving into fields that I would never oh. expe- have expected him. I to just wanted to establish that because this is a yes. very famous sporting Important. family that we're dealing with, and and the assumption was right, Tim, but there be some people that may be not aware. Of course, and I was saying to you off air before, just listening to both your brothers talk about their career and Man United and their teammates and that type of thing, loyalty seemed to be like a massive thing in your family. Was it growing up? Is that something that your dad pointed out to you or was yeah. it just something that you just – Lived. No, I, I think our parents were great um, people on ensuring we had great values, behaviours. We respected the environment. But they were also great people in pushing us, not pushing us as in trophy parents, but taking opportunities. They always supported any opportunity we got. So when Gary, for example, got an opportunity to play for Man United at 14, it was a decision between him continuing an education or going and, and taking the risk. And how many footballs make it mm. these days? And Philip was in the same boat, but... My dad was like, you can always come back to your education, but this is one opportunity that you will never may get again and you'll regret it if you don't go for it. And he was always that. So actually, you say we risk a lot in our family, mm. but we it's not risk for us because I think there's a security blanket around us and a support blanket around us that actually they, they, we eliminate, we sort of eradicate the risk, but they are risks. Mm. And did you feel like your career was as celebrated as the boy's career was growing um, up? It, it was difficult. With fa- within your family, I'm talking about. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it was only at the age of 14 that I actually knew there was a difference between male and female sport. And that was when they were making decisions to sign contracts for Manchester United as their career. And I was making decisions of which college and university right. I was going to go to or what career path I wanted to go down. But I feel that our career paths, although mine weren't as sort of in the media as much as them, 
they sort of followed the same trail. So we got similar caps for England. We we achieved similar within our um, you know cha- you know winning championships and stuff like that. And we sort of got the same accreditation, but in different ways. Theirs was a lot more in the media, which I look back now and I think. Actually, when I see these girls playing, there's a future in netball, and that is such a positive. Mm-hmm. So someone like myself and the, the people before me have created something now that only my brothers had at 14, where now I think at 14 now, when I look at a 14-year-old girl, they've got a, they can have a future in netball. They can play it professionally, and that, for me, is a huge step and is such a positive step for me. I don't know if I'd have liked it, though, at 14. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you have done. You've done something that Gary's not going to do, and that's come over to Australia and coach a team here in Melbourne, I don't think I heard. Well, Phil, maybe, well, Phil possibly. Well, Gary's could. not really got a good history in his coaching no, career. Well, though, but to be honest, I did actually say to Phil, is there not a coaching job in Australia? Like, that'd be amazing to bring all our family yeah. here. But um, I, d- I did say to Hutchie, I did say, any any media gigs for Gaz? We can find a slot here for Gaz. Don't worry about that. Hey, um, we're going to run out of time. But we, the Melbourne Mavericks, yeah. so... It's a challenge. New teams that start from scratch. We've seen it in in the world that we live in, and it is challenging because you've got to establish a culture, a strong culture right from the start, and expansion teams in the AFL, some have done it better than others. What, what was the number one priority that you put as a non-negotiable when you set up you know, the Melbourne Mavericks? Um, I think the non-negotiable was a little bit of control over which sort of playing and staff group I put together. Obviously, from history, I know what sort of characters build a great team. I know the characters that sort of surround that great team. And I think that is something that um, Sports Entertainment Network have done amazing of. Um, Simo and Hutchie have just completely let me go sort of rogue on who I want to recruit, who I want to go and support me 100% around that. And that is so important. You talked about culture. You know, culture's huge in sport now. Win or lose, you want to go into a fight with someone that you want to, you know, be able to win or lose mm. with. And that was so important. And I think that is something that we've really been basing our team around. And I think we've got ourselves to a really great spot looking at what they're producing currently in preseason. How do you define culture? Because everybody talks about culture when they talk about sport, but everybody has a slightly different definition of what they believe culture is. Um, do you know, I, I give the example at weekend, um, one of our top, players obviously took a serious injury at weekend and there was a there was a lot around that you know how do we bring a team do we separate do we get around each other and do you know what it was absolutely a slick operation you know our medical staff performed their job to the best of their ability the players then went away and supported themselves in respect to potentially coming back on court uh, me and the management team were putting in you know ambulances getting their parents flown over and by Sunday morning that you know, by Sunday lunchtime, that that athlete had gone through an, a, a you know a, a four hour operation, and her mum, her dad, um, her, all her family who oh. she wanted was there at mm. the hospital at the time, and that is a great team. And our players all met for brunch that morning. You know, literally by one o'clock, they had a parcel for her. They'd gone out and done a best, all the best things of a hamper. And I just thought, do you know what? We've moved in sort of twelve hours. Everyone's moved to get that girl in the best possible scenario she can to make the best recovery. And I thought to myself, do you know, that is what team culture is. When things are not going well, that's when everyone pulls together. And that was a great example on Saturday and Sunday. That's a great example. It's a great example. It's not the test you want to have because of the nature of the injury to to Sasha, but 
the reaction and response would be heartening. So we play our first game on the 22nd of March on a Friday, so that's not too far away. The nerves, we've only got a minute or so, but the nerves would be in it. When you're nervous, you know that yeah, you, you're in the right, <laughs> yeah. right spot. Yeah, yeah, nerves be everything, but we're actually not due to play. We've actually got a pre-season game then, but we've actually got um, our first <sighs> game on the 14th of April. But, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> Good information, but um, yeah, I think I think I can't go off this program without saying that you've got to get your membership yes. now. They're on pre-sale. They yep. give you discounts on everything in respect to our trailblazer, trailblazer merchandise and plenty more and tickets and stuff. So we need your support. You've had an example on Saturday of what we can do. So please, we need your support in that John Kane Arena. Will you be a regular on our show? Because I think it'd be great. We're getting great reaction from the audience. They're loving hearing from you this morning. It's not Thank just you. not just the accent. <laughs> It's well, the content. I only work upstairs. I only work four floors up. So just Good. come and grab right. me for a coffee. Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. Hey, it's great to, to you. see you. Great to have you on. We're right behind. It's all week uh, Melbourne Membership Week here for uh, Melbourne Mavericks Membership Week. And we are number one supporters. Uh, if we're not the number one ticket holders, Tim and I, then we'll be up in the top ten, surely. Uh, come and sit next to me on the bench. Good on you, Trey. Thanks for coming <laughs> Thank in. You. Tracy Neville from the Melbourne Mavericks. Thank you.